I'm grateful that you're here this morning. Jonah chapter number 1, and let's look in verse number 1 this morning. Jonah chapter number 1 and verse number 1. If you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible said, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof, and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Look at verse number 4. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. I, 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 I preach from this a thousand times. I've read this a thousand times. But this week the Lord brought this out to my attention. Verse number 4. The Bible said the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea and there was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was like to be broken. And I began to contemplate what God was saying there and I want to begin something this morning. Hopefully I can get through it. I want to preach to you this morning on this thought. Five reasons that God will rock your boat. Five reasons that God will rock your boat. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to be here this morning. God, we thank you, Lord, for the good privilege that it is to stand and God, to open the Word of God one more time. Now, Lord, today, uh, God, we need Your help. Lord, we need Your anointing. God, we need the touch from the Holy Ghost. And God, I cannot preach this morning on my own. And Lord, I sure don't want to preach without the power of God. So, Lord, uh, one more time, if You would, come by and... God, use me and touch me and help me, Lord, uh, uh, preach what you put in my heart. God, draw those who are, uh, Lord, in need of drawing. Comfort those and convict those. Lord, you do the work this morning. And God, for what you do in this place, for these people, I'll be the first to thank you and praise you. Help us for a little while. In Jesus' name and for his sake and all the Lord's people said, Amen and Amen. You can be seated this morning. Five reasons that God will rock your boat. Can I say this morning by way of introduction that the that the prophet Jonah, that my friend knew better before he ever went down and paid the fare, that my friend to go to Tarshish. Would y'all? Say amen. I'm talking about this is a man who God has called and commissioned to preach the blessed word of God. And my friend, we know this, that Jonah was well aware of where God wanted him. But here he does his own thing and he goes his own way. And he has his own thoughts and he says his own words. He 
spends his money how he wants to spend it. Can I get a witness this morning? And my friend, it's not very long into the book of Jonah where the Bible said that the Lord stirs up a great wind. My friend, there was a mighty tempest in that sea. And notice verse 4 again. So that the ship was like to be broken. I think it's safe to say this morning that the boat has been rocked. Is there anybody here this morning? My friend, you've watched God spare the ship. You've watched God save the ship. You've watched God fill the ship. You've watched God prosper the ship. But is there anybody here that's been on the other side and you've watched God rock the boat? I'm telling you this morning, our God is just and our God is faithful. And whether He's keeping the boat from sinking in the storm or He's created the storm to rock the boat, I need a witness right here. He's faithful and just whichever one He's doing. My friend Jonah was in a predicament that God needed to rock his boat. I believe we're living in those last days. I believe we are in the church of Laodicea. I believe we are in the lukewarm generation. I believe we are in the days where God said he'd spill them out of their mouth. He wished to God that they was rather hot and cold as they would be. Lukewarm. I believe we're there. And may I say this morning I'm watching God all over the country in many different churches, in many different homes, in many different families trying to shake people up and get their attention and God is faithful to rock the boat. Can I say this morning I'm glad He cares enough to rock the boat. Ain't you glad that He don't just let you go out and venture out and never do nothing to get your attention? By the way, if you can do whatever you want and live however you want and go where you want and be who you want and act the way you want and live the way you want and pray when you want, read your Bible when you want, go to church when you want, tithe and give to missions when you want, be a witness in a lost and dying world when you want, be faithful to your husband or your wife when you want, obey your parents when you want my God if you can just do what you want and God never comes by and rocks your boat it's because you're a bastard and not a son but I'm glad as an 18 year old boy my life got shook up God came by and rocked the boat he let me know where I was he let me know what he wanted he let me know there was still hope there was a chance for me even though I had got out of the will of God in my life. God will rock the boat. I have seen it time and time and time again that God the Holy Ghost will come by somebody's way and rock the boat. The Bible said this ship was like to be broken. Can I tell you the reason God has to come by and rock the boat is because that's the only way He's going to get some of y'all to break. My friend, God has tried. Listen, I'm a firm believer. Brother Dax has preached it here from day one since He came. If We'll deal with our sins seriously. 
uh, my friend, if we'll deal with our sin, repent of it, then God will deal with us and uh, very gently. But my friend, we listen to me. We're living in ours. Uh, my friend, I'm not talking about the world. I'm not preaching to the lost today. I preach to the saints. I'm preaching to the born again. I'm preaching to the blood washed the children of God, the heir of God, joint heir of Jesus Christ. Well, the children of God have became so carnal and so wicked in these last days that the word of God they'll listen to it and it'll never they'll never bat an eye they'll watch God do things and remain unmoved they'll watch God be good they'll watch God judge and bring wrath and sit there like a wooden Indian but you better hear me I'm learning more every day that God is long suffering and merciful and gracious but you better hear this preacher God will rock your boat he may give you a long time but my friend God will come by if you're saved by the grace of God he'll rock your boat this morning he'll rock your boat whom the Lord loveth he chasteneth if God ain't never took you to the wedding post it's cause he ain't your daddy Hey man, you wanna know why I ain't never took y'all's kids to the bedroom and bent them over the bed and took the sweets to their rear because they ain't my youngins. I can tell you these four in here this morning, uh, my friend, and two of them can give you good report uh, that daddy has had to take them out of love and bend them over a couch or a bed and rear back with the, uh, the love of God in my heart and discipline them. Why? Because they're mine. And I love them too much to let them live their life in rebellion and disobedience. Uh, hey, it ain't fun. Uh, but you better know something. I look back over my life and thank God for the times that the Holy Ghost came by and He rocked my boat and He got my attention and He woke me up and He let me know everything wasn't alright. I bless the Lord that He's rocked my boat, that He's chastised me and He's chasing me. I bless the Lord for rocking my boat. He'll rock your boat if you're his child. That's right. I'm telling you this morning, we're living in an hour where everybody does what everybody wants to do. And they all hold hands and they all sing Amazing Grace and they all sing It Is Well With My Soul and God is not within a hundred miles of most people who profess to know Him as Lord and Savior of their life. Now listen to me. There's some things you can do if you're saved. I need you to stay with me this morning. There's plenty of them, but I've got five out of this just these couple of verses. There's five things here that I want to point out to us in our text. There's five reasons that God will rock your boat. This is going to be very simple, but it's what the Holy Ghost gave me. 
And I want you to listen intently and evaluate where you are if you're guilty of these things and if God said anything about it. Because if you're guilty of any of these five and God's never dealt with you over it and God's not rocked the boat, I'd be real careful to leave here this morning with a profession but no possession. Can I get a witness? So I'm going to give you these quickly this morning, the best I know how. Number one, God will rock your boat when you rebel against His Word. Boy, I could preach right there for the next six months. God will rock your boat when you rebel against His Word. Look in verse number one. The Bible said, Now the Word of the Lord came unto Jonah. What he's saying, verse 2, he said, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee from, is that what it says? From the presence of the Lord. How can I say, number one, this morning, God will rock your boat if you rebel against His Word. Did you know I don't get up here every week and preach my guts out and give you the Word of God because I have nothing better to do? Did you know that God has not put a place here on the side of the road in London, Kentucky up for y'all to come in just to clear your conscience and to make yourself feel good? Did you know that it is the perfect will of God uh, to call a man to preach uh, and then use that man to preach the Word of God and make that Word manifest and live uh, where it can pierce your soul and reach down to the depths of your heart. Did you know God is the altar of that? Did you know that the Word of God is not just another book, uh, but it's a living Word uh, it is the word of truth. Let God be true and every man a liar. Did you know God has given you the word of God to obey this morning? Amen. Isn't it amazing? We know what that Bible says, but we so often do the exact opposite of what it says. I'm going to give you a few things that's still in the Bible. It's not my pit. See, everybody gets my all he does is harp on. In reality, I'm not harping on anything that's not in that book. I'm going to deal with some things. Did you know modesty is still in the Bible? Did you know that's not a pet peeve the independent Baptist? I don't care what the recovering boys say and the liberals say and the first Baptists say or the contemporaries say or all the rebels who won't listen to the Word of God say. Did you know it's still in the Bible to be modest? Did you know it's still in the Bible that your nakedness is from your breast to your kneecap? That Adam and Eve sold an apron and it covered from the top of the breast to the top of the knee. That is your nakedness. And my friend, if you're walking around, I don't care if it's 150 degrees outside or not. My friend, it's nakedness for a man and for a woman. I know it's not popular, but it's the Word of God. We have no business as the children of God revealing our nakedness. And I say this morning that you are in dire need of God rocking your boat if you rebel against the Word It's the Word of God. I'm just hitting some of these things that nobody wants to listen to anymore. Did you know it's still in the Word of God to be faithful church? Everybody thinks that's just preacher's opinion, but it ain't the Word of God. 
<laughs> the Bible said in Hebrews 10 25, not yeah. taking assembly of ourselves together as a man of some is, but so much the more. Uh, can I say we're fixing to have two weeks, we're fixing to have revival in Bible school. And did you know that ain't not never one of us ought to be here? We ever one ought to be burning in a blistering boy high hell. But I guarantee there's a handful that's gonna go out and bicker all two weeks. Uh, Sitting in the hey, with him for two hours alone in the office. Right, 
Y'all be saying men wrong me, but that's fine. That's right. Ain't no woman in here needs to be along with me over there or here or anywhere else besides my wife. I don't need you to be along with my wife. I don't need to be along with your wife. I don't need to be chest hugging your wife. You don't need to be chest hugging my wife. I don't need to compliment how good she smells or how pretty she looks. You don't need to tell mine how good she smells or how pretty she looks. Why? Because you're setting yourself up for failure and instilling the Word of God to abstain from all appearance of evil. The devil's so good at manipulating. Yes, sir. Did you know? I believe he knows he's got good timing. Come on now. Just as quick as you two have been fussing. The devil's so smooth, he's going to send somebody by. And if they don't know no better, and there ain't no preaching like this, they might take the bait. He's going to send somebody by to be just a little right. bit sweeter than you just were. Might do it. Mess with their mind. Yeah. Ladies, if you're not rooted in the Word of God, listen to me. Men's attracted to what they see. Yep. Right. Women's attracted to what they hear. Right. Right. Exactly. I'm right. proving to you. Right. Men are attracted to what they see. You can exactly. tell me how worthless I am or how perfect I am. Right. Neither of the which makes a difference in me. That's right. Hello? I'm just being honest with you. Amy can sing praises to me or a flat cuss me out, and I'm going to respond about the same either way. It does not matter to me. You say, well, it don't hurt my feelings nearly as much as it hurts hers. Right. It's water off the dust back to me. Somebody say amen. amen. I just say, well, she's one removed. Let her go. <laughs> but I can say something in one of my moods, and six months later to the day, she can tell you word for word where we was and what what color shirt I was wearing when I said We're wired different. That's why. Hey, man. Because they are. We're wired different. right here. Yeah. And not right here. Yes. I tell you there's things in that Bible that we don't have to get back to. Amen. Amen. You know what's still in the Bible give? Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't talking about your money, I'm talking about your time. That's right. right. Now, listen, if you'll give your heart to God, you'll give everything else to him. Right. We don't have to go through and single things out. If God's right. got you, he's got you. Right. If you give it all to God, you've given it all, no matter what it is. My friend, there's some things in that book. We've got to be obedient to it. If you rebel against them, God will rock your boat. I'm trying to warn you this morning, but some of y'all still not going to listen, and you're going to have to go out there and learn the hard way when God nearly breaks your ship in half. But I'm trying to get you to listen to avoid that this morning. Do you know it's still Bible for you and me to pray, and read our Bibles, and be faithful to the Lord? Do you know that was Bible? Do you know it's still in the Word of God that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is just your reasonable service? Did you know it's still wrong to drink? Why would you be preaching that to a Sunday morning crowd? I'm not real sure if the Holy Ghost knows why. That's right. 
Did you know that wine is still a strong drink and a trade Did you know, my friend, that we are not to social? Well, preacher, you know what it says over there. It says, everybody takes it. And it says, actually says it. Be not drunk with wine. Where it says just to be filled with spirit. So that means as long as I'm not drunk, I'm okay. But that's not what the whole Bible says. You're going to take a little bit of what you think it's saying in that verse. And in reality, it says this. Be not drunk with wine. Wherein it's excess, but be afield. It's making a comparison to the carnal man under the influence versus the spiritual man under the influence. It, listen to me. You can pick and choose all you want to, but you cannot make the Bible say anything other than what it says. It's still wrong. You know, the Bible still says to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Amen. Do you know that's still King James Bible? To him that knoweth to do good, uh, to my friend, him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. That means, my friend, anything you know you ought to be doing that's a good thing and you don't do it, it's sin, 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 and we're all guilty. My friend, it's time to go back to obeying the word of the Lord. God will rock your boat. Number two, God will rock your boat when you run from his will. God will rock your boat when you rebel against his word, but God will rock your boat when you run from his will. Amen. You know what the will of the Lord was for Jonah in these first three verses? To go preach. Right. I want to ask y'all, but who is Jonah to tell God when and where he's going to preach when God's the one that called him? Church and won't praise it. Right, right. Yeah. 
I'm here to tell you, God will rock your boat. Oh, yes. He will get praise from your life one way or the other. Right. I preach to the same now. If you're a child of God and won't praise your Savior, He's going to get praise out of you. Yeah. He's going to rock your boat. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Jonah, rise and go to Nineveh. Jonah looks like he's following the plan. He got up and went to Tarsus. Jonah, you're not listening to that. Go to Nineveh, that great wicked city, and preach to them. I believe I'll just not only rebel against your word, but I'm going to run from your will. Some of y'all, God has dealt with over things, and you've yet to do them. Some of you, he's told you what to do, and you, you want to quit doing them. Go ahead and try that. Go ahead. And see what kind of storm the Lord puts you through to rock your boat. Isn't it amazing how Jesus is our example for everything? Don't go out there and have to pray. Not my will. Some of y'all been praying this. Not my will, Lord. Not your will, Lord. Not thy will, Lord, but mine be done. Yeah. Keep it up. God's going to rock the boat. Boy, aren't we having fun this morning? Amen. You can take this up with the Lord. If I could have preached today, I'd have preached on God bless the USA and we'd have shot firecrackers at each other. But that ain't what the Lord wants. Amen. Jonah rebels against the Word of God and runs from the will. Of God. Can I say people look at church as an option? Yes, right. But it's the will of God. Did you know, contrary to your popular opinion and your belief system, that Sunday is the Lord's day? It's not late day. It's not vacation day. It's not, I just believe I'm going to lay in the bed for night's day because I've worked all week. It's the Lord's day. If we can't give Him one day a week, then He ain't got nothing to do with us on the inside. God ain't got none of you if you can't even give Him a day. My God, even the Pharisees give the Lord a day. Most of them do. Hello? Some of them's mean as three hells, but they're going to be at church on Sunday. Amen. They're going to cuss the preacher out every Sunday and talk about everybody and rob God and point fingers and criticize, but bless God, they'll be at church. I'd die and go to hell for I let that crowd be more faithful to church than I was. Knowing the truth and being born again and having the Spirit of God on the inside. My God, it's still the will of God to be in church on Sunday. It's still the will of God. Do you know it's the will of God for your life to be a light in a dark world? That's God's will. You know, God don't want you trying to fit in with the guys on Monday morning. You know, God don't want you trying to fit in with the girls on Monday morning. You know, God don't want you trying to fit in and blend in and be cool at school on Monday morning. 
It's the will of God to be a separate, separated people. A sanctified people. A peculiar people. Unspotted from the world that we can present ourselves uh, as a spotless bride. Listen, I understand that we're only pure through Christ uh, and in Christ. But my God, we ought to try to live clean down here on this side. Still the will of God. You want to do it your way? Go ahead. If you're saved, God will rock the boat. Number three, God will rock the boat when you rebel against His Word and you run from His will. Number three, God will rock the boat when you're resting and need woke. When you're resting and need woke. Look at verse number three. The Bible said, And Jonah rose up fleeing and Tarsus, the praise of the Lord, went down to Joppa, found the ship going to Tarsus, so he paid the fare thereof, and went down into it to go with them unto Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind to sea, and there was a mighty tempest to sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid, and cried every man unto his God, and cast forth the wares that were in the ship to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, he lay, look here, he's fast asleep. How in the world could a man go to bed and be fast asleep when the, when the boat had been rocked and the storm had become so, so violently and vehemently that he's asleep the same way that people go through life and doing the exact same thing Jonah did and get so comfortable and get so used to this is just how it's always been in my life. You know, I've never really been close to God. They get comfortable and go fast asleep. Can I tell you, God will rock the boat sometimes and wake you up. Had God not rocked this boat, I believe Jonah would have napped all the way to Joppa and all the way to Tarsus. I, I, I believe Jonah would have been asleep. They'd have to pry him out of the bed. Because he was just dead set in his mind, I am going to do what I want to do. Right. I'll tell you, when you live that way, it won't take long for you to get so comfortable. That's right. That's that you right. just go to bed with a bunch of strangers, yep. headed down to Moab, headed down to Tarsus, yes. headed down to headed, headed down to Egypt. Yes, sir. And the next thing you know, God's going to come by. If you're saved now, right. Right. God's going to come by. And rock the boat. Yes, Why would God rock the boat? Because he's resting, but he needs woke up. Right, yeah. As a pastor, sometimes I see things I wish I didn't see. Right. And I know things I wish I didn't know. And God gives me a little insight to things I wish he did at times. And some of y'all have been rocked to sleep. And I have sat and pondered for months upon months upon months. Why are they not changing? And the Lord has spoke to me and showed me right here, it's hard to change when you're fast asleep. Right, right. <laughs> Some of y'all are not out at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I'm here to tell you, you, you can choose this morning. Lord, okay, I'm sick of resting in my rebellion. I'm sick of resting while I'm actually on the run. And you can wake up or God, I'm trying to warn you. I'm trying to warn you. If you don't come to God yourself and repent and quit running and quit rebelling and wake up from resting, God will rock 
your boat. It's, it's just Bible. He's going to come by and rock the boat. And can I say a lot of times, when God does rock the boat, you'd do anything if you could go back and do what you're supposed to have done before He rocked the boat. Can I say God... Uh, in this text, sends a storm and, and literally, physically rocks the boat. But for you, it may call it may be a death. Right. Yeah. God may have to take somebody for you to realize it's time to wake up. God may have to lift the hedge on your health. Hello, y'all have read story of Job. He let the devil do everything but kill that man. And I understand he wasn't in rebellion. It was to prove him as a righteous man. But I'm here to tell you the hedge of God's the only thing keeping all of us out of a cancer clinic this morning. Yeah. That's these good people that, that God seen fit to lift the hedge. But he might, hey listen, he might not keep that hedge over you if you keep staying asleep. All he's got to do is lift the hedge. You'll be the next one in a car accident. I wonder how many wrecks, fatal wrecks, he's kept us from. Brother Jeff traveled, I don't know, probably a million miles over the years. I'd assume, close to it. Traveled all over this country. I wonder how many times he spared you. Brother Bob, you've been driving off a lot. Wonder how many wrecks he's kept you out of. People don't think that way. But I do. I wonder, some of y'all, wasn't it amazing what Brother Bobby told us Wednesday night about how God spared his life? He's supposed to take a job. He said <laughs> he's laying bricks. With his brother, he said, that, that was hard work. I was really tired of it. And he said, I just made my mind up. You know what? If he wants to lay bricks for a living, that's him, but I ain't going to. And he said, I've seen the sign the gas station I'll hire him. He said, I went in and told that man, hey, I want the job. I'll be here. When did we start? He said, be here in the morning, 7 o'clock. Okay, I'll be here at 7 o'clock in the morning. Said he went and told his brother, said, look here, I ain't going to be laying, laying bricks with you no more. I've done a good job. I'll be there at 7 in the morning. Said his brother took time that evening and begged him not to do it. Said, look, you don't understand this is a trade. You make a good living. I know it's hard work, but it'll pay off. And talked him out of taking that job at the gas station. See, he really wanted it because it had been a lot easier work. Little did he know, he said, the very next morning, 7 o'clock, and he's supposed to be there and wasn't. The man hired had to come in. Said the man pulled up, robbed the gas station, shot and killed him. The clerk and left. That had been him. Can I tell you this morning that you better learn whatever God wants done? Yes, sir. Whatever God's telling you to do, yes, sir. You better do that. If He's told you that you're to do something, you are in no position to remove yourself from what He's told you to do. And for those who have, I can name a few. One of the greatest preachers that I've ever known in this side of the country where we live. Right now, he's probably high on something. Right now. 
I hope not. Maybe I'm wrong. But he started doing what he wanted. I'm talking about jump up on the pulpit, throw a leg, and preach like you ain't never seen in the power of God. Knew the Bible inside and out. Matter of fact, everything that, that this church is goes back to, and the church I came from, it all goes back to this one man who, who led everybody into the way of truth. Told us about King James Bible being the only Word of God and dispensationalism and rightly divided. I mean, it all tracks back to him. And this morning, it's weird that I've been preaching. I dreamed about him last night. Yes, This morning, what happened? Yes, sir. He's against God's Word. He's ran from God's will. And he's been asleep so long, man, at rest. But you better hear me, say, hear me this morning. God will rock the boat. Please don't wait till it's time for God to come by and do something to get your attention before you give him your attention. Y'all listening? Yes, sir. I'm telling you, God knows what needs done to wake you up. God forbid it, but listen to me, friend. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so bothered and, and heavy-hearted. In my own family, what's it going to take? I mean, really, what's it going to take? A rare blood disease, three out of every mil, one million people. One to three out of every one million people get this blood disease. And, 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 and a large percentage of them, you know, used to, before they learned about the plasma exchange, it was a 90% fatality rate. And right now, with the plasma exchange and steroids, it's still 60% fatality rate. Right now, that's the way things sit. That's more than half a chance that she'll not live to see 40. That's the numbers. You can look it up and research it yourself. Two years ago, all that sin was going on. Nobody knew about it, but God did. That was warning number one. Spared her life. Two year, a year later, brings forth... The, the sin in her life. Okay? A year to the day relapse. It's God. Amen. She went two years from the first time before she relapsed. But now, since she's told me and we've had to deal with her sin in the church, she, 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 she's only made it a year, 365 days on the dot relapsed. On the dot. On the dot. June the 12th. And now she's not even made it two weeks. She went two years in remission. Now she's not even made two weeks. Had to go back to the hospital. And now she has two permanent parts that have never come out. Located right here. Right above her heart. Oh, I know people don't like this when I start talking about it. There's two ports right above her heart that's never coming out. 
because now they've done seen this thing's progress so rapidly. She's not in remission and may never be. And so now for the rest of her life, in order to survive, because her blood, pick this up, her blood is polluted. Coincidence? No, sir. Now she's going to live her life off the blood of someone else. Yeah. My God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. This is my sister, and I love her, and I kill everybody in here on her. You better know that. But I'm not going to stop preaching what's right yeah. and truth concerning her. Think that I'm mean or I'm being too hard on her. But I had to ask her, you know where she's at this morning? Release from the hospital. You think it's been enough? She's right back down there. This morning. Where she knows not to be. What's it going to take? Y'all feel that? God is painting a picture with his own hand in this church. To show you God is not mocked. She had the same reason I had. Yep. She knows the same Bible I know. And God's given her the same chance He gave me at 18 to realize I've messed up and I've rebelled and I've ran and I became at rest and God, and now I realize. Right. I hope, pray to God, she does. But I'm telling y'all, something don't get. God's going to rock that boat for the last time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. She's going to die an early death. Right. Because she will not repent. Well, God is, you know, God is long. He sure is long suffering. He's done give her years. Way more than we know about. This stuff's been going on for years. Just now, been exposed, but it's been going on for years. God's given her over a decade right now. But now the dial's turned up. The heat's been turned up. And I told her, when, it, when she relapsed on 365 days on the dot, I said, you better listen to him because he's sick of waiting. Not a coincidence, folks. Now, I know that's real personal, but we're real personal. God forbid it, but if he's got to use my sister to gain the attention of the Stillwater Baptist Church and get glory, so be it. Amen. That's how genuine my heart is for you and your family. God forbid I have to bury my sister, but if that's what it takes for y'all to realize, it's say the game, God's serious. I say to God be the glory. I mean every word of that. Amen. God forbid it. I hope it don't happen. I sure ain't praying for it to. But if that's what it takes for this church to realize, then so be it. And that's harsh and that's hard. You ought to be the one saying it. I don't wish it. I don't wish it. Are y'all following me? God help us to realize it's not our way. God will rock the boat. Man, I've... Well, 
Look at verse 5. God will rock your boat when you're at rest and need woke. Number five, or number four, God will rock your boat when you refuse the right way. And I'm going to preach this just as a type right here. Look at verse five. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his what? Little G God. Does everybody see that? Cast forth wares that were in the ship to lighten it. But Jonah was down inside the ship. He lay was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us, we perish not. They, excuse me, they said everyone to his fellow, Come, let us cast lots that we may know uh, for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell upon Jonah. And it will. Hello? Verse 8. Then uh, said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is, come up, uh, is upon us. What is thine occupation? Whence comest thou? What is thy country? And what, of what people art thou? Look here. And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Now, God will rock your boat when you refuse the right way. What did Jesus say about himself? Jesus said in John 14, verse number 6, Jesus saith unto them, I am the one. So here we've, we've got a whole ship full of mariners who are calling upon their, the Bible said, their little G God, but Jonah calls upon the capital G God. So he knows the way. He knows the right, I need a little help right there. He knows the God. They had their gods. Jonah had the God. And again, in Luke's gospel, we find this, that uh, the Bible said, uh, 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 Blessed is that servant whom uh, his Lord, uh, whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing. Uh, Luke's gospel says, Of a truth I say unto you that he will make him rule over all that he hath. But it, and if that servant say in his heart, My Lord delayeth is coming and shall begin to beat the men servants and the maidens and to eat and drink and be drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him in an hour when he is not aware and will cut him in sunder and will appoint him his portion with unbelievers. Now notice this. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself neither did according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. Verse 48 of Luke 12. But he that knew not did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. And it goes on to say, For unto whom much is given, of him shall be much required. So these mariners are in the storm because of Jonah, yet they're calling out on their little G God, false gods, and Jonah's in the ship that's been rocked, knowing the God, not their God, the capital G, the one and only. I am the Lord. It's Him. It's not a form of God, but it is God. Can I say this? You're in great danger of the boat getting rocked when you know God. And you still refuse the God that you know. They didn't know God. They knew of God's. But how many of y'all know that there's only one God? Jesus said, I am the way. He refused the way. Some of y'all know 
way too much to be doing what you're doing. I know today, I, 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 listen, if you wanted help, that you got it today. So if you're letting down the message, you're just simply saying that I come not needing nothing or not wanting nothing from God. You ought, sound, I'm bothered. You ought to be. You ought to be bothered. I, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm not real happy. You ought not be happy when we realize how much we know and how little we do with it. God will rock your boat when you refuse the right way or the only way. But then lastly, ain't you glad that's all I'm going to say about that? Lastly, and I'm done. I've only, I've only, I ain't even preached but 50 minutes. And y'all can watch a four and a half hour movie and not blink an eye, so I don't want to hear it. Fifth of all, God will rock your boat. Now this is my favorite one. When you need relocated to a well. And it is a well. It just says big great fish. Now not according to Matthew it don't. Matthew 12 40. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. So hi. Yeah. That's exactly what it says. It's a whale. Amen. There, you know, that's just theology. There's great debate over it. It was a whale. Read the Bible. Matthew said it's a whale. And so it goes perfect with my alliteration. He needed relocated to a whale. What I've come to tell you is this. God will rock your boat a lot of times just to get you kicked out of the boat. So you'll land in the belly of a whale. Did you know there's a great purpose for this whale? God didn't just decide, hmm, I think I'm going to put a man in the belly of a whale just because it make a cool story. There's a purpose. And it may not be a physical whale that swallows you up, but I'm telling you when God rocks the boat, you better know something, friend, that you will get relocated to a whale. Look with me. Look with me. Let's look in chapter 2. Let's look at chapter. Well, look look at the last verse there, or last three verses, verse fifteen of chapter one. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea. This is after the storms came. The boats rocked. You know, the lots fell on Jonah. He's called. Who who are you? I'm a Hebrew. I'm running for God. Verse fifteen. They took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her rage. And then the men feared the Lord. Exceedingly offered sacrifice. The Lord made vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish. To swallow up Jonah, which is a whale. It's a whale. I don't know why I keep saying that, but it feels good. It's a whale. According to Matthew, it is a whale. A great fish or a what? Or a whale. Y'all don't, I'm going to start throwing waters if y'all don't help me. A great fish, a.k.a. a whale. That's right. To swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days, three nights. What was the fish? If y'all don't know nothing, time you leave here, you better know Jonah got eaten by a whale. Amen. Look at verse uh, chapter two. Look at chapter two. Look at verse one. Already we can see things are starting to shift in the life of. Mr. Big Bad Jonah. What's verse number one say? Then. Then. What, what, what do you mean then? 
after he'd been eaten by, after he had been relocated to a then Jonah prayed. <laughs> Ain't that amazing? I ain't a doing it, Lord. Okay. Rock the boat. Rock the boat. Rock the boat. Relocate to a well. Oh, dear God in heaven. See how that works? I've come to tell you this morning, some of y'all looking at me like I'm a fool, but God has a well for you that He has prepared just for you. You will not do what he's told you to do and walk how he's told you to walk and be what he's told you to be and go where he's told you to go and sing what he's told you to sing and, and, and obey in the areas he told you to obey and give where he's supposed to give and be faithful where he's supposed to be faithful. Listen, if you're not careful, you'll wind up relocated in a well. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. I like that. Are you listening? Yeah. Them mariners could not say that God was their God, but it was still, isn't it amazing? Even in the belly of a whale being rebellious and full of sin and self, he's still Jonah's God. Right. Hallelujah. That he don't leave us even when we leave him. Yeah. Cried to his God, prayed to his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine. Affliction unto the Lord, and He heard me. <laughs> hey, I'm about to throw. I'm about to throw. Somebody's put highlighters up here, and I'm about to start chucking them. All right, well, you better get them because they fix and turn into darts. <laughs> and heard me out of the belly of what? Nope, ain't reading your Bible. See, trick question. Verse number 2. Y'all got NIVs or what? He, he cried unto the Lord. I cried by reason of my affliction to the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of hell. hell. We just went from the well to hell. That's exactly right. Hello. Can I tell you what's up next in your agenda? If you're saved, you ain't going to hell. We know that your soul's not going to hell. But listen to me. First Corinthians, what's it say? Deliver such a one unto Satan. Yes, sir. First Corinthians 5. You know what that is? That's God opening up the gates of hell right. for you individually. Now listen, don't all oh, but you nothing that. I ain't talking about church. No, I am a church. I understand that. But it's the same principle of God lifting the heads. He's allowing not your soul to go to hell, but your life to be affected by hell. When He delivers you and turns you over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. Your soul's not going to hell. It says that your soul still be saved by fire, but your life can be destroyed. This flesh will be destroyed by the forces of hell. So what is the purpose here? Relocate to the well. I want to say first of all, and I'll be done. Actually, let me just give them to you, and if I don't preach them, you'll have them. This whale was a place for Jonah, number one, to pray and plead. Verse 1 and 2. To pray and to plead, verse 1 and 2. This whale was the place for Jonah to ponder and perceive, verse 3 and 4. And this whale was the place for Jonah to both promise and pay, verse 5 through 9. 
Don't tell you if you refuse to obey the Word of God, if you rebel against the Word, if you run from His will, my friend, there's coming a day God's going to rock the boat because you're resting and need woke. And God will rock the boat if you refuse the right way. He knew the God, not their God. And then God will rock the boat when He sees finally He's going to have to relocate you to the well. And it's in the well where Jonah learns and he goes back to praying and pleading and pondering and perceiving and promising. And notice this. Paying. Can I tell you, God's going to get out of you what He wants out of you. Let's read this and I'm going to be done. Look, look, look with me. Look with me in verse 7. When my soul fainted within me, chapter 2, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came in unto thee and in thy holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice unto thee with my voice of thanksgiving. I will what? That I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord, and the Lord spake unto the fish, vomited out Jonah upon dry land. When did Jonah get puked? 